apartment I plotted my rock on the bed With grandma's foil comforter And some books I never read Gonna climb that corporate ladder Cause I don't need a man Bunny hunt's coming over She has too much time on her hands We'll light a hundred candles Wait for a guy to call Hey, can I offer you a snack? There's some paint chips on the wall It's the 90s I can afford this giant home An assistant salary I can pay for it alone I open up my French door Step on the balcony Show off my pixie haircut Cause I live in the 90s At first I was like, wow If it, <laughs> like if a movie does not start with a page blowjob and ends with a man passed out sleeping on a road, is it even a rom-com today? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Nothing I, says rom-com like um, the beginning of a movie starting with a blowjob. Well, welcome to Female Apartments from 90s Movies, Nalani. Um, thank you for having me. We are talking about the 1991 Gus Van Sant movie, My Own Private Idaho, a classic, classic rom-com. Classic. Um, right up there with Legally Blonde. Yeah. Notting Hill. <laughs> yeah. You know? You love. Just, yeah. just moves like gushy feelings of. Sleepless <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah. It was an airport scene. Really believes in the power of romance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say I did when I was watching it, I was like, there are a lot of, there are a number of things. I don't know if there, I think there probably was a wrought iron bed at some point in one of the Oh, beds. there totally was. There's and a lot of wrought iron beds. For sure. Oh, yeah. And he's very much like River Phoenix plays kind of a damsel in distress in some ways. Like oh. he falls into Keanu's arm several times. And, I mean, he's always falling asleep and yeah. being rescued and like, he just wants to be loved and like. So, I mean, and he also has a dead parent or a missing parent, you know, that abandonment issue that's very classic in a rom-com. Yeah, that's So, true. you know, I would say it's, you know, right up there the with fainting, while you were sleeping. The fainting qualifies him as well as the blonde hair. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, the sweet, innocent. I mean, I honestly, like, when I watched it, I was like, I totally forgot how much I love this movie. Like... And how much, like, that scene in where he's by the fire with Keanu Reeves, I was, like, in tears. Uh, he, because he, <laughs> Ashley is like, really? <laughs> no, no, I'm like, aw. No, like, I, I mean, he says, the way he, and also River Phoenix, oh my god, like, man. I know. Um, he... That line, he says, he's like, I just want to kiss you, man. And I don't know. That I broke know. my heart. Like, I was like, you know. Uh, no, I know. I could love someone even if I, you know, wasn't paid for it. I love you and you don't pay me. Mike, I really want to kiss you, man. Good night, man. I love you, though. 
he was so in love with him. And actually, I read that, like, I read the script was, like, actually three different scripts that Gus Van Sant, or the movie was, like, a culmination of three scripts. Mm-hmm. Where- and it felt like it. <laughs> yeah. It felt like three so, like, different things going on. Trying yeah, to it was very much a collage. Like, one was a story about, one was, I guess, a short story about, like, the scene with River Phoenix and, like, the guy who propositions him to, like, dress like a maid. Okay. Um, clean that was like a short story and then there was just the he wanted to do a movie about like hustlers in portland and have and mike was a central character to that keanu reeves character and like that whole scene that whole portland scene yeah and then what was the other one? Oh, the other one was two hustlers who go to Italy to try to find the other one's mom so it was like a combination mm-hmm. of all these different oh, stories wow. but i read that River Phoenix's character, that was never actually part of the script for him to, like, fall. I don't know if this is true or not, but I just read it, that it wasn't a part of his character to, like, fall in love with Keanu Reeves' character. Oh, wow. But, like, the way River played it and what he brought to it, that's what he did. And so then they went with it. And I guess the the script was only, like, 70 pages Mm -hmm. because he wanted to, like, allow for a lot of improvisation. And I guess – and now, I'm just reading this from articles. I don't know. I was not on the set Mm -hmm. of the movie. Yeah. But, yeah. So it was a lot of, like – I guess there was a lot of room for actors to bring what they wanted to bring. I'm I'm glad he brought it because without that – Without his super grounded, realistic, like heartfelt performance, it would have just I could it would have I couldn't have gotten behind it. That's so interesting. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, we could just talk about River Phoenix the whole. I know. I mean, like rom com. I mean, look. If I feel like in like if he had stayed alive, <laughs> he would have been pressured into doing a rom com. <laughs> totally. Well, I think in the beginning of his career, he was. He was in oh. this movie, Jimmy Reardon, and I think they were like steering him on this. You're a good looking guy, yeah. being all these like you know, rom com like. Corey Haim, Corey Feldman oh, movies. God. And I think he was like, mm, no. no, thanks. Yeah. But he did do some, he did this movie. Um, he did, he actually did do a few rom-coms that might have made more sense. Um, but he was in um, I, this movie, I Love You to Death. Okay. And then another movie called The Thing Called Love. And oh, then yeah. Dog oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was in like kind of like indie you know, indie rom com scene. <laughs> yeah, he was in the real indie rom com scene. He was the McConaughey of the late eighties. <laughs> yeah, the he was the Ryan. He was Gosling the McConaughey of indie rom coms. Ryan Ryan Gosling is sort of like that, like indie rom com. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Like, That's sort of. true. That's true. Sort of. Um, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but River Phoenix, man, I just, I agree. Like, there's that line, the ending has that monologue that Keanu Reeves has to give. It's like, <laughs> I was trying, I was watching it because when Bob comes in and confronts him uh, in that yes. restaurant, and he's like, uh, and Keanu Reeves has to be like, I don't know you, man. You know, and then he has this giant monologue. That is, yes. it is like, 
uh, I can't believe he has to say these lines. <laughs> uh, Once you were my dead father, you're, I, I'm butchering the lines. <laughs> All my bad behavior I will throw away to pay a debt. I will change when everybody expects it the least. <laughs> You'll become a head roller. A hatchet man for your old man. No! You will be the hatchet man, Bob. That will be your job. And so there will rarely be a job hatcheted. It will all be just one endless party, won't it? Well, at least my little friend has offered me a job. They're so good to me. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't play that part because I don't know if I could have done it seriously because I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, of course. But it's it was really like the way he has to, basically he's like, it's like almost Shakespearean almost or like old English totally. where you're just saying your subtext. Yeah, you know I mean? it's very, lots of exposition. I read that this is all in iambic pentameter. Like the whole movie, I read. Yeah, I feel like definitely right, parts it's of it were based on Henry the Fourth. Well, yeah. but only Keanu's stuff is. Everything else is a different thing. So it's I, that short story, and then Keanu's story. Yeah. So Keanu's yeah. the hustler story. So it was supposed to be that was the Shakespearean one. So there was one script that was like supposed to be kind of Shakespearean, okay, and that was like so my that, story. In the mix with this, he <laughs> all his pots started up. <laughs> because I literally was like, "Why is he saying this out like, directly? Not even like directly to him. He's like turned away from him. He's like, you were once <laughs> like my dead father, but now you must go away.' <laughs> like, it was so melodramatic. So, so melodramatic. melodramatic. Yeah, he's like, "I loved you more than a father, but now I cannot. Now I must not." <laughs> <laughs> in the Keanu like Southern California kind of surfer vibe. Oh I know he had just this is like his this is like Keanu time. This is like he just got off of um point break and I think he was like about to do yeah. and like I love that he took a risk like this. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I'll fucking do my own private Idaho. Yeah. I don't care. And it's like one of those movies where you're like, Man, I don't know why exactly I love this. But you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things that kind of doesn't yeah. come together. Um, I texted Ashley and I was like, oh, my God, I would have loved this movie as a teen. Like, yeah. seeing it and is one of those movies I could see, like, seeing it when you're young and, like, loving it for life. Because I watched it now, like, as a full-fledged adult. Yeah. Um, and, th I mean, this movie walked so Brokeback Mountain could run. You know, like it's that, like <laughs> that is totally. great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, totally. Although, yeah. did Brokeback Mountain run or did oh, it? Oh, I think it ran. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I was on the first that with spit in the hand. <laughs> I had a hard time with Anne Hathaway's wig, and it really, it really kind of bothered me the whole movie. It wig was <clears throat> yeah. God, that's neither here nor there. I feel like this movie, I had, when I loved this movie as a teenager, and I had that line, the fire scene where Keanu Reeves says, wherever, whatever, have a nice day. I had that written on my wall. I mean, I had a lot of quotes written on my wall. Um, but yeah, I had that written on my wall. It was a very, like, 
I think it's probably really, I think it's probably very beloved as a teenager because like you want that freedom. It's like a, there's so much, these characters are like, they're like the lost boys, yeah. but they're hustlers mm-hmm. and they're just trying to, they're escaping their family and like the trauma that their family has given to them. And they're just trying to, they're carving out their own path in a way. And it's like hard, but also there's that scene where River is on the motorcycle with Keanu. I forget the line. It's such a good line. But he says something like, says something like, isn't it really nice to just have this freedom? Like, isn't it nice just to be free? Yeah. Something like mm-hmm. that. It's a much better line than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there's something about that that we like yearn for as a teenager. And even now, yeah. I think too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But. And they're yeah, so think, beautiful too. Like being a teen. They're so beautiful. Seeing them be uh, free and gorgeous. <laughs> but then nothing, none of us had crushes on Keanu Reeves or Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. Like that's hey, not a person so at gorgeous. all. <laughs> Yeah. The fact that they're good looking does not even factor. I mean, I was looking at like no. the <laughs> metaphors for life. Uh, that's why I watched this movie. Um, <laughs> it could have been like John Goodman and Steve Buscemi, and you would have loved it just as much. <laughs> and this that would be like, uh, oh yeah, this is, I'll watch it later. <laughs> this was originally going to be John Candy and Steve Martin, but. <laughs> yeah. um, they aged out. They, they aged, aged out. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Great title, <laughs> too. Great title. Oh, great title. It's a great title. Great mm-hmm. Um, I read something. <laughs> I don't mean to keep bringing up articles. I just want to brag about how much I read. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Yeah. Um, you can read? Whoa. Yeah, I know. It's hot. Um, it's so hot. <laughs> there was something. Where is it? Oh, okay. This was... Of the title, uh, to what then does this, the film's title refer? My own private Idaho is an imaginary place where one is locked in the arms of love that is both protected and free. <sighs> Isn't that amazing? Oh, I know. Yeah. That's gorgeous. <laughs> I know. And I do feel like, because I think the whole movie, he just he just wants to feel at home somewhere. And in part because of the abandonment from his mom. Yeah. And because he's still a teenager in this. I I think Mike's like a little bit older. Mm. And then he keeps the narcolepsy. Like he keeps falling asleep every time like trauma comes up. And because he really just wants to be held and protected but also free. Yeah. He's like a fainting goat. He just wants to be out in the wild, like <laughs> munching some grass. Yeah. Nurtured. Yeah. <laughs> just like falling asleep in a meadow. Yeah. I think I just did a sheep impression and not a goat impression, but it's okay. We'll let I mean tomato fine. tomato, you know? Yeah. They're kissing cousins. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Remind me to change the title of my next screenplay called Bootalicious. Um, scratch. <laughs> deeper. Wow. Got to make things a little deeper, Melanie. <laughs> no, why? That sounds really deep. Bootalicious? No, that's uh, really, that sounds very layered. Yeah, listen, it's, a, it's a metaphor for um, just grand and small at the same time. <laughs> 
It is mm-hmm. deep. I yeah. mean, the colon is very long. There's yeah. a lot of depth in a colon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I like that when he's getting in the beginning of the movie, he gets blown and then he gets paid for coming and then he asks for 10 more dollars and gets it. My or Scott, why is he having sex for money? Like he has money, right? He's <laughs> yeah. the mayor's kid. It's interesting. That is interesting. Because, yeah, it starts out with a blowjob, and then we see Ke- Keanu and River meet. At- Is that where they first meet, at that woman's house, or have they known each other for a while? They've known each other. He knows- oh, I thought he knew the one guy. Does he Was he friends with one guy, and then Keanu oh. is new? I-, I thought, yeah. I was confused, because I thought they met just at that house, but then, like, later on, he goes, how long has it been that we've known each other? Or how long has it been? Four years? Because we progressed in time, though. I was confused I about this that. timeline. Too. I missed that. So I looked this. Yeah. So in the at least in the article I read, he, uh, River Phoenix is friends with that one guy reading the comic. Like, okay. so he knew him, and Keanu was a new guy at the woman's house. And then when they say like, "How long have we known each other?" It's because we've watched them. We've We've watched them progress over four years. Wow. Okay. Because I just got that. Wow. Because I was like so confused about that today. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Well, because his coat, River Phoenix looks, well, they look exactly the same, but he has that same coat, which I guess you would if you don't have enough money to buy another coat. But it did feel like, yeah, literally. It is a good coat, too. Like, I mean, it's a good coat. That coat is amazing. Yeah, your coats for longer than four years. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but it was just like I he just he just looked exactly the same. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. This art it could be wrong. The article could be wrong. And but yeah, I think you're right, huh? Because they yeah. meet. Yeah, they meet, and then like he falls he falls asleep, and then he put river. I mean, Keanu puts him outside yeah. to rest near a tree. Which is so dangerous. Like, he's just like, let me just put you, this is a good neighborhood. Let me just roll you underneath this tree by the stump and you'll be fine. (laughs) Hopefully you're still alive or you don't, it's Portland. It's freezing there. Like, hopefully you don't die of exposure. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. Yeah, that's true. I know. And it's very fearless. Like, I wouldn't And then he falls in love with the guy that just like abandoned him underneath a tree. Very strange. Well, his mom. His mom abandoned him. Yeah. Of course fall in love with the Look guy that abandoned death. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there was a part where he, the brother was his dad? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that, that was, threw me. I was, <laughs> there's a lot going on here, guys. I love that. Yeah, I think that was supposed to, Nalini. I think <laughs> That was the M. Night Shyamalan twist. It literally was like, oh shit. Like, what? Did I miss that? I had to rewind it, you guys. I was like, did I miss that when watching it? I guess when I was watching it as a teenager, I was so like, you know, goo goo gaga. I didn't even pay attention then about that line. And this time around, I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Um, I know. I did like that Mike was like, there for him you know like he because at yeah. the fire scene river's like 
or Mike is like, I just want to kiss you. He, you know, kind of professes his love. Yeah. And Keanu says he's not into men. Yeah. And which like, is he, or is he repressing that? I Mm -hmm. think that he's probably bisexual for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this movie was like really, I mean, really ahead of its time for queer, queer cinema. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the jumping fish visuals in the scene. You remember that? Yeah. Does it happen when they're having sex? Uh, Not always. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what that means either. Yeah. I don't, I was like, is there something I'm missing? I'm not sure. Uh, But it's interesting. I'm like, that's what, it kind of gives me like Twin Peaks vibes. (laughs) I'm like, hmm, what's, what's going on? Uh, but it has a David Lynch quality. It does, but like funny. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and also, I do love the way he he did the sex scenes there, like as those snapshots of like those are great. Those are yeah, that was amazing. I was like, ooh, yeah. That's what going to art school gets you. That's what going to Rhode Island School of Art <laughs> Design gets you. Is that where he went? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because he was like. I'm not going to, yeah. <laughs> it gets you a human tableau in a studio film. Yes, exactly. I would love to see that in a rom-com. <laughs> Just like, you know, artsy butt pics. Like. <laughs> Funny, because like most rom-coms actually don't show sex scenes. It's usually just like they kiss and yes. they close the door. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very coming of age feeling. It's very coming of age, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it like oh, and like coming of age always has to. There is always a love element, you know, getting lost. Yeah, in the like the love for you have for someone else, like following them mm-hmm. because you're not sure where you are, where you belong, and like yeah. where to go, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's very stylish too. Which like when you're a teen, watching beautiful people wear beautiful clothing is always so nice. I yeah. know. And somehow, you know what? It's funny because we think about it today, too. Like, I think so many people are coming of age a little later in life. And yeah, <laughs> I love how I'm saying that as a blanket statement. I'm referring to myself. <laughs> You're like, I'm a late bloomer, as are, is everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make excuses for. <laughs> You're like, you know, some people. You know how it's said. people are just learning taxes. <laughs> they have to pay them and or do them. Yeah, I just like, and now I just feel, you know, it's it. It'll be great to see in cinema, like older, you know, us in our thirties, forties, and you know, coming of age in this way, we still feel lost, and we still feel like maybe romance, you know, should never die, you know what I mean? Like, or that feeling should never go away as long as you're alive. And I would love to see that uh, more in cinema. And this, re-watching this movie reminded me of that because I was still like, oh my gosh, like that, yeah, just following love or following something that uh, means something to you, you know? Getting lost, getting lost in someone else. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's very toxic, though, right? Like, we this is a very toxic relationship, and it's just unrequited love. Like, that's true. It's bad messaging. <laughs> yeah. No. In terms of like that, yes. <laughs> I'm talking more. I meant more like the freedom of it, because there's yeah. some in cinema today. I feel like, or I think, I think it's changing. But like, you know, as you hit your 30s or 40s, like, oh, as if you're supposed to have everything figured out, you know. And I think more of us are not in that place anymore. And that's what I feel like I think I connected to, reconnected to in this movie, that sense of freedom again. Like, ah, well, not falling in love with a guy who is <laughs> sexually repressed. And <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think that these characters, do you think this was a choice? Like, do you think River Phoenix was happy? Do you think his character was happy doing what he did? Or what do you think he wanted? Like, what do you think? Because it's interesting. We didn't really get, other than the abandonment, we didn't really get a sense of what he – they aren't fully flushed out characters. They're kind of like archetypes mm-hmm. in some way, similar to rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily dislike that, though, in this movie because it is – it does feel kind of like this fluid mm-hmm. like piece of art that you're just kind of watching. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do wonder what – like if this character existed in life – what would he want? Like, what would his goals be? What would he want to do? I mean, I feel like there are two conflicting goals. Like, the freedom that we feel and the freedom that we see, I think, is all Keanu's character. And what River Phoenix is really looking for is, like, a sense of home. You know, like, a a sense of belonging and nurturing. And he thinks he has it, and then he doesn't. Like, it evades him at every turn. You know, because he doesn't ever find his mom, I'm assuming, because I didn't see the end. But (laughs) He does not. He does not find his mom. (laughs) Okay. So it's like, I feel like his desires, this is, this is my theater school coming in, but his desires is like, he, he's wanting home. He's wanting belonging. Keanu is the one that wants the freedom and they're like conflicting uh, desires for sure. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I was like, hmm. Yeah, what does River want? I mean, River. I'm like, what does River want? <laughs> Is it me? I think he wanted, he wanted peace. It's I think he wanted me. peace. It's definitely Keanu. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, or his uh, character Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, home and belonging. Yeah, I guess Henry the Fourth is a tragedy, right? Because what is yeah. Henry the Fourth about? Yeah. I don't. Clearly, I don't remember my Shakespeare. I don't, don't even. I didn't read an article on that. Um, um, guy that plays Bob is that the one that's like Keanu's surrogate dad? Yeah. Yes. So, okay, that guy was literally thrown flown out from doing Shakespeare in the park. He would. He like did Shakespeare in the park. I'm not kidding. No. Like this was a really, trip. really. He did Shakespeare in the park, and then he got on a plane and flew, and then was doing this movie. Okay, and that makes so much sense. <laughs> it's still there. Henry that makes so much sense. Are we uh, Cliff's noticing this? <laughs> yeah. No, let's read it. Yeah, let's, let's read the whole actually thing. Actually, the <laughs> monologue. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll be Henry. Okay, I'll be Henry. I'm gonna channel River Phoenix as Henry. (laughs) I'll be. I'll be the fourth. I'll do Henry. Barrymore channeling River Phoenix as Henry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Great. Okay. Page one. Let's go. <laughs> it doesn't even give like a little summary. It's kind of hard. Like when I read, okay, Henry the Fourth, Part One summary. While his son Prince Hal spends time in the taverns, King Henry the Fourth argues with his former ally Hotspur. Angry Hotspur gathers a rebellion, and Henry and Hal go to battle to stop him. That's like the vibe of the movie. Like I don't know what I just read, and I don't know what I don't know who Hotspur. Like, but yeah, this is it. But yeah, so that's exactly. Well, you heard tavern, and you were like, "Yeah, that's the vibe." Tavern, Hotspur, angry totally. rebellion. Yeah, rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, re- it's basically yeah. it says the rebellion of the Percy's. Uh, there are two, there are a lot of ideas going on in this. I think the movie would have been better to have abandoned this Henry the Fourth plot line that really is only Keanu's story. Yeah. Which is, why is he in a totally different time period? He's like in the fifteen hundreds. Is this a time traveler romance? Exactly. It's the time traveler's wife. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. The, his. I mean, I give it to Keanu. Okay, for delivering those lines in a <laughs> heartfelt, <laughs> serious way, the best he could. <laughs> Good job, Keanu. I I love Keanu Reeves Me too. Um, he's marginally good, but always enjoyable. Always. I love Keanu Reeves. Always. He always delivers. I think he's he's one of the most beautiful people on the planet. I think. But so kind too, like so as a kind. beautiful person. Too, yes. like on the he inside. seems like a truly incredible human being. Like I, just for the fact that alone he's dating a woman that is his age, yes. <laughs> and makes him a man, in my opinion. And true, true gentleman. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. One thing I want to say: River Phoenix is so funny. Like I think that. People, when they talk about him, they don't remember how he had really great comic timing, like in all of his yeah. films. I mean, not all of them, mm-hmm. I guess, but like he was very, he had a great delivery. It was very subtle, but even mm-hmm. in this, and I do think that's what makes Gus Van Sant's a lot of his movies more relatable is there are, is a lot of play and humor to them. Mm-hmm. And I think he adds... Keanu Reeves is not really that funny in this movie. Like he's a little bit more, as Nalani, you said, the Shakespeare yeah. speeches and everything. Um, but yeah, I feel like River Phoenix, like his character adds a little levity. Like he's just, he's sort of like this observer. Yeah. You know, he's in it. He is a hustler in this world, but he's sort of like, we're kind of with him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's sort of still a little bit of an observer to it. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Was there anything like that. that made you laugh out loud? Um, I'm trying Other to think. Than, like you were like, what? Well, that? honestly, that that scene at the campfire where <laughs> where Keanu Reeves is like, what is his line? Um, he says something about his maid. His maid would ask him a question growing up, and he would just tell her wherever, whatever. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. And River Phoenix, there's like a beat, and River Phoenix turns to him and goes, "You had a maid." <laughs> When I left home, the maid asked me where I was off to. I said, wherever, whatever. Have a nice day. You had a maid. Yeah. It's funny 
fucking funny. And like, yeah. you don't, you kind of miss it because he is so grounded. Yeah. He's such a grounded so actor. Grounded. Yeah. 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 That his humor, I don't think people remember Him that, that he was very skilled. Was that improv? I'm going to say yes, River. Yeah, that was all part of the 70 pages. Mm, yeah. That's a funny, that's a funny, that's a funny comeback. <laughs> yeah. Because you're also just like, oh, you do see Scott for who he really is, too. Like, yes, you want to be taken care of and protected by him, but you also see him for what and who he is yeah who he is yeah exactly and now we know and so we're on your side Mm -hmm. because now we're seeing scott the same way because we kind of already did and like he's like this spoiled like in my mind he's this spoiled rich kid who just wants to see what the real life is like right and the real life of hustling and yeah just cock for money yeah yeah but everyday life he's using these people he's using this community like to have a story, I feel like, to have – to hide in a little bit. And I, I can't ever tell if he's just like – Or if that's truly from his father. Right? <clears throat> I know. It's sort of interesting because I can't tell if he's using this community intentionally or if he really does feel like he belongs there or if he's just using it as a place to hide until he turns 21, he gets his trust fund, and he doesn't have to be under his – under parental control. Mm-hmm. I also do wonder, does he kill his dad? I mean, they don't say that he does, but like, we don't know, you know? I think in Henry the Fourth, he does. He like kills him and usurps the throne. Yeah, it kind of so, had that vibe where I'm like, how did your dad die, Scott, in his sleep? Wow. Yeah. He's killed him and he's going to be the new mayor. Yeah. He's daddy so he's like, He's you know, daddy mayor. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> became, Scott became the mayor of Portland and like probably <laughs> threw all the male hustlers out of the city and like... He, I think he's kind of an evil dude. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He has, wrong. Like, he, and, he and Mike Pence have anti-gay legislation <laughs> that they're trying to pass. Yeah, now totally. totally. <laughs> and also, uh, let's not forget Hans. This is avant-garde. Uh, <laughs> let's not. Let's not forget Hans. Let's not forget Hans and his avant-garde performance in the hotel room. <laughs> With the lamp? Yes. <laughs> That's, that Was the lamp a spotlight? Was that the function of why he was, like, carrying it everywhere? Because I'm like, what is this bit about? I think it was a spotlight. What was it? kind of reminded me of it. Is it in Blue Velvet, the David Lynch movie, where you have that character... I forget his name, but he's a small person and he's like dancing around in a dark room. Oh my God. I don't remember, remember. but like, it's a very weird striking scene. It is. And it kind of reminded me of that. I don't, is that like, was that his mating call? Was Hans like trying to like lure River in with Oh yeah. I mean, they do have sex after, so I guess it worked. Yeah, and Kiana's like, character have also did have have like a little laugh. Do you do you remember that? I was like, he kind of mm-hmm. goes <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's foreplay. The lamp is it's warming him up. Yeah, the lamp dance is foreplay. Yeah, yeah. lamp dance is foreplay. I'm gonna try that out. Yeah, not <laughs> like a lady. 
I'm going to encourage you to do that. Please let us know how that works out. <laughs> yes, come back on and tell us what happens. Honestly, I think it might work. If you do it in a certain way, it might work. And I mean, yeah, Are you? do you sleep with men? Because if so, yes, it will work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Will there be a man present? Is it available? <laughs> it will work. That'll be fine. Oh. We'll be like, I don't know what she's doing with this lamp, but I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to have sex yeah. with her. Like, she was such a freak. She brought out this lamp, guys. <laughs> it was fucking wild. Really use the lamp sexually, but like. <laughs> wait, 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 about it, the way it was casting its beam of light. <laughs> Very, like, surreal. And she spoke in a German accent. and <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of weird but we kind of kept popping up yeah <laughs> yeah and i was kind of always like hans how did you get in the room like did someone let you in like <laughs> yeah, he was always there he's been there since the dawn of time 100 <laughs> percent. he's yeah he like has a key to the planet like yeah yes he yeah. just beams up the lamp was a portal yeah, that he yeah, had to hold yeah. <laughs> that's ab- absolutely that's what makes the most sense that's yeah. uh-huh. oh, you so. know he you know what he is in a rom-com he would be like you know like that aunt who's always around who like oh my god Nolanie yes mm-hmm. he would be the Bonnie Hunt character yeah He'd be the friend the friend yeah. like- <laughs> so right <laughs> you're so right <laughs> the friend who like just has he just has his best interest at heart but yeah. you know and who would that's, also make out with one of the leads if they could but like yeah you know, and your romance you know <laughs> totally i'm here to support you yeah. but also i do love you yeah i'm a supporting character <laughs> i have ulterior motives but <laughs> for sure I'm here for your best interests. I also would say the apartment in this movie is just Portland. Like, that's yeah. the apartment, right? Really? Oh, yeah. I've never been to Portland, you guys. Never. It looks exactly like that, except for now more trash. More needles mm. and more trash. Wow. <laughs> Remember the magazines talking to each other? Yes. Oh, I love yeah. that. Me too. That was brilliant. I love it. Did you see? Okay, I wrote this down because I loved this one so much. Keanu's magazine says homo on the range. Oh my god. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. That's love. what I mean. There's comedy in this. Yes, homo is. on the range. There we go. There's the com and we have the ROM. So yes. it qualifies. <laughs> oh also and- that scene. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, um, I was I had written down, I was like, if I were, you know, an actor in the 90s, today, I mean, or recently, who would I play? I'd be like this supporting, supporting character, like that guy with the black hat in the diner who goes on and on about some random story. And that's all he's in the movie for. Like, <laughs> you remember that? He's like yes. one of the other hustlers. And he's like, and then I don't know it. The, it was like, a very the dark story, right? story, and that's the person who I would love to play. <laughs> I I love that for you. Uh, that is that character. Also, like that is very Richard Linklater. Like that whole yes. scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very yeah. realist. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Slacker. Totally, like super. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just like, who is this, and where are we, and what's going on? And- I know. Why is this? Yeah. but it happens in real life and it doesn't happen in movies enough 
where someone will just like randomly be talking your ear off about nothing in the grocery store. I love, (laughs) that is one of my favorite types of film. Like Linklater does that. Kevin Smith does that. Nicole Hofstra mm-hmm. does that. Nicole it's a very- I love her. I love her. She does yeah. that. And somehow the drama st- is still engaging and like the way it's just natural conversation, like just things like yeah. what you were saying earlier, <clears throat> you know, just like someone just talking randomly about a story, you know what I mean, while other stuff is happening. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's almost it's like real. It's almost like insert shots, but much longer. You know how you like will put an insert shot of something just to establish the environment and yes. what your surroundings. Yes, but it's much lengthier. It's like <laughs> an insert shot that is twenty minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. But well, it, like you need it because you're seeing this world. Like just like get in one day, you know, day in day out. Uh-huh. Had this dark story. <laughs> Never see me in the movie again. <laughs> Eat some crafty. Go home. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole thing was four hours tops, so it was fine. <laughs> Most of it was them setting up the shot. Yeah, and it was pretty memorable that character yeah. and like that whole scene and. Because <clears throat> that's like where they live. They like kind of live in that diner probably most of the time. Yeah. Are they? The diner had some odd, like the food choices at the diner were interesting to me. I was like looking at the food and I'm like, is this a, is like a vegan Thai diner? Which is very Portland. There was like a cur, there was like a Thai curry that they were eating there, but it was all veg. Oh man, I would love to go to that diner. I would love a vegan diner. The whole place is just a vegan diner. Welcome to Portland. We have plenty of vegan diners. Yes. (laughs) I also, that also had some humor in it too. Like, I can't remember what, there were a few moments, I think in that scene where River Phoenix was very funny. I can't remember. But there was another scene where he was like swatting someone away. Who was the guy? Was it Hans who was trying to like touch him? He was just doing this. (laughs) Swatting him. So funny. Oh, Maybe that was the scene where River the, so they go to some hotel I can't remember exactly what happened but like they go to this little hotel and the police come in it's River and Keanu yeah yeah and, yeah. and they're having fake Why are they there right Yeah there was that fake that was fake yeah. right? cuz they it had was, pants Okay it was fake but like Keanu starts like drying pinching his nipples oh, like River yeah, his nipples He's swatting away, which is total. I think was probably Goodbye. totally improv. Yeah, because you could see they were gonna. There was like there were little moments where it would look like they were gonna break. Yeah, and start laughing. That was a really fun scene to watch. Which and I was because I think also like in that scene, if it was two characters and one character started doing that out of nowhere, you would probably almost want to start laughing. Like the police are in the room, and yeah. Uh-huh. And also, like, and then he shoes them away. Like Keanu shoes the police away. Oh, that's right. There's a lot of yeah. shooting in that scene. There's a yeah. It's the Shakespearean of it all. He's still <laughs> right. He's still in Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, his character's from Shakespeare. Because <laughs> I love how the police come in and they're like, "Oh, we're so sorry, Scott." Yeah. He pulls out a kerchief and waves them away. Yeah. <laughs> he will tell your father that you said hello. Um. It's so it's funny to me too that it's like his dad is the mayor, but he seems like he's the president. Like he, the 
the level of power that this mayor has in this town is wild to me. Yeah, that is so yeah. true. I was like, these cops just bust in. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't because know. Because of prostitution. Yeah, why did they bust in was also? It- like, I don't know. Or was it drugs? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember either. The drug use in this movie was like kind of inconsistent to me. It was just interesting. It's just like someone would be doing something completely normal. They're at the diner, they're somewhere, and then there's just like a pile of cocaine that gets snorted. Yeah. And then you go just back into something else. And I'm like, are they? No, no one's an addict though, right? They're just like casually using cocaine everywhere. They don't show the like darkness of it because I think they're all like maybe casually. Not all of them, but I guess some of them are casually using drugs. They like it's in it, the though. world. Like I feel like a lot of itching is going on. Like, oh, interesting. Yes, please. They live on the streets. <laughs> it's hard to combat the bugs. Okay, it could have been fleas too, or they <laughs> reflexes. It's hard to know what the itching what the- is from. But yeah, uh, we, uh, we should ask Gus. Um, <laughs> what is the itching about? What's the significance of the itching? <laughs> Was that to display that they had fleas or that they were on drugs? He's like, I don't yeah. think either. They were, they were hungry for the love. Yes. They were they had a monkey on their back. They had a burning yeah. desire. They had a burning desire yes. for love. In uh in Henry the Fourth, what did that represent? What do you think? Where did that come from? Was it? Did they do cocaine in Henry the Fourth? The Globe Theater is very dirty. That's where it came from. Okay, so that was the realest thing. A real Yeah, that's the historical significance of it. Okay, amazing. Amazing. Oh my god, I was just thinking in that same scene when uh, Kiana is having fake sex with Scott. Like, I was so invested in Scott's, like, love for him that I was, like, watching his face to see his reaction. Like, you know, if, like, your crush or your, like, love is, like, doing this, is, like, on top of you and, like, you know, messing around like that, like... I was like, what is he thinking right now? I wanted to know more. I was like, I know. I wanted to be like, is he like loving this? Like, God, yeah. Yeah. I wish there were more close-ups there on him. I was like, oh, I want to know. Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. If we had gotten in, because it was really just like one or two shots that were wide. It would have been – it wasn't intimate. They were not having, like, an intimate moment. They were definitely, like, playing around. Yeah, they were playing. But it could have been, it could have been nice to have a little close-up on River showing that he was – this. it wasn't just fun and games to him. It was like – Yeah. That would have been real nice. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been actually really mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. You know what? Let's tell Gus. Let's tell- <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let's get him on the line. Let's get him on the line and um see if uh he can do a little an update. An update on this. If he can do a revised edition for just the three of us. Um. Or just to let him let him know our thoughts. <laughs> On what shots? Send him some notes. Yeah, we can put together a Google yeah. Doc with some notes for him. I also like the scene where River Phoenix is in the bathtub. I think he's in like Hans's apartment or, oh, or yeah. hotel room, and he's in the bathtub, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, um, yeah." 
Yeah, like Han says something. He's like, yeah, I'll be out in a minute. And he's just enjoying his bathtub. It's it's so funny to me. And then he's like, do you want any room service? And doesn't he say, he's like, can I have four plates of fries or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. It was a very pretty woman moment. That, that to it's me was so the more nice. realistic version of pretty woman. That's true. Eating room service in the bathtub is the best. I actually did that in Portland. I ordered a burger and fries and ate it in the tub. And, oh, yeah. At the Ace in Portland. Oh, it was the best. That's very my own private Idaho. Yeah. Very. You had private, private Idaho moment. <laughs> yeah. Was there any yes. itching? No itching? There was a lot of itching. The right. Ace um, is a, you know, it's a, it's a little hipster. Yeah, so there right. were some bugs present. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Those wool and those- I shared my fries. I do feel like that end where Keanu falls in love with the Italian. I don't know if he really falls in love with her or not, or if he's just using her. He's like, you'll make a good wife. Why don't you come with me while I go be mayor? <laughs> You're my new beard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You'll be a great beard. You can't understand what I'm saying or doing. Um, <laughs> but then he comes, um, he tells River that he's going to leave, and he gives River some money. And River pounds his fist on the bed and says, stop. It was so, that was so heartbreaking to me. Yeah. It was yeah. like he I think he just like really broke his heart in that scene. Oh. And yeah. It was, I mean, really sad. it was painful. I mean, you I really I felt the love and between uh, Scott. Yes. For Mike from Scott. <laughs> now it sounds like yeah, Mike and Scott. <laughs> it's like can we talk about these white boy names? <laughs> like, they're so basic. No, the like, they're so basic, but the mood, the characters are so like yeah, so funny. Not basic at all. Not basic yeah. at all. Yeah. And then in the end, after Keanu, I guess he becomes mayor or something. He is on his, at least he's on his way to become mayor. And his dad dies <laughs> at the funeral. And then the other funeral yeah. for Bob yeah. is happening like right, like right next to them. Yeah. And then I think that's, and then. River looks over at him like I feel like in that moment he felt his character seemed to feel like I'm over you I don't know if you felt that way watching it but when he looks over at Keanu's character he lets him go yeah I think Mm. so I think so or he knows that he's gone or yeah if he just like sees him I think a little differently maybe um Cause I kind of imagine that like Scott brought him into this world a little bit like he was a hustler, but he was, he was such a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of imagine like Scott brought him in and it kind of nurtured him in this community. Mm-hmm. And then when Scott was gone, he could do that on his own. He had his own sense of power or belonging mm-hmm. in that community. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last scene is. And I do feel like Kiana's character uh is it Ke- it's Keanu, right? It's Ke- am I saying that? I feel like well, I don't know. As it's coming out of my I mouth, either way, yeah. Um, his character, I feel like, feels a little. Uh, what do you call it? Like longing for that again, like or that regretful. Yeah, yeah there is a I agree. I saw that. He's like, uh, you know, I chose. You know, did I choose the right path? Like, type of yeah. Thing. Do you think he has a gay scandal in the mayor's office? Yes. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, there's Some a cover black up. And white glossies make their way across the desk totally. in the Manila folder. For sure, yes. this becomes like a this becomes like a city hall movie with like Al Pacino, <laughs> yeah. like later on. Yeah, he's <laughs> like the blood and the piss and the dicks. <laughs> This stinking town. <laughs> that was Serpico, guys. Oh man, ah. Serpico. That's a yes. good one. We'll do that one next. We'll do that. Yeah, that's a rom com, right? Uh, going real strong with these rom- this rom com. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do? So we did my own private Idaho. And we're gonna do Serpico next week. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do we think a rom com is? I don't know what a rom com is. There's some rom in there, and I laughed once. So. Yes, I'm sorry, but you don't think Serpico is a rom com? <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, can I tell you a rom com like moment I've had? Yeah. But then it ended up being like, oh my god, what? <laughs> oh okay, please, so do. you know, like I don't know if you've ever had this fantasy. I always had this fantasy of meeting a guy on a plane or meeting someone oh. on a plane. Yes, yes, of course. Right. So I had that once where at the like at the terminal, I caught eyes with this man, and we were all headed to the same destination, LA, I guess. Um, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and we like locked eyes, and it was like this whole thing. And as we got on the plane, he ended up being right behind me, um, and he like tripped okay and he fell on me like he was the klutzy dancer I know and I was like ow <laughs> I want to hear um you were on a plane yes I, right we cut off we cut off you were telling us about your rom-com you were on a plane you were in 32a and he was in 32b yes his yes was 32b i mean that is like a huge rom-com moment you guys i literally for a second i thought oh my god he's my fucking husband like, <laughs> yeah, like sure. any sane person would think that yeah and, and i literally could i know could not believe it and so then we're sitting there and we're like we continue to flirt he's like pulls out a book he's like reading what was the book called? What was the book? Wait, wait, wait. Was it yeah. was it how to how to write a hamburger in Tamil? It was, but it was business, so it said and mil- win a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. to think rich and write and I am how to how to make there. money off of I am the pan writing how to start a business and learn I am and make money off of it and I was like man this is the perfect man he's artistic and he wants to be rich (laughs) Uh, he's a wholesome billionaire (laughs) like he is mine forever (laughs) anyway but then I we started chatting and blah blah and I told him I'm yeah I do comedy in LA I'm totally hitting it off. Total cutie, okay? So handsome and everything. And then <laughs> he mentions, like, casually that he has a wife and three kids. What? Yeah. Did he have a ring? How casually? Did he have a ring? <gasps> uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, 
I, it literally was like the same moment that when I watched the scene with River Phoenix find out that his brother was his dad. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, what? <laughs> but you are an artist and want to be rich. That's not And you literally fell into my arms. So you're 32B and I'm 32A. <laughs> Like, the universe is like hooking us up. Yeah. yeah. But clearly was not meant to be. The plane landed and I would have been petty. I would have been like, I'm actually meeting my husband um when we land for our honeymoon. <laughs> We're so in love. Like literally I we fucked three times before I got on this plane. <laughs> but he didn't come on it with me um because um, he has a business. He had in business to take yeah. care of because he's very wealthy he yeah he's already had a business okay he's he too, aspiring he's actually quite versatile in iambic pantameter <laughs> yeah um, he actually came up with it he actually was one of the, yeah he's actually related to shakespeare he's taught shakespeare. <laughs> you might know him he's william shakespeare jr jr <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if you've heard of him before. Yeah, anyway, if, yeah, I'll be getting off the plane and I'll be so, meeting him yeah. immediately. In fact, yeah. I'm, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, it's because we fuck all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's because I am loved deeply already. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone really sees my worth and yes. values. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, oh God. God. Dude, really? I felt like he just wanted to flirt to, like, boost his ego. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. but I don't want to cheat. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> After I found that out, I was like, dude, watch your fucking step, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Why your shoelaces, little man? Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Because what a great yeah. story. It's like. What a great start to a good <clears throat> rom-com, right? I know. But you know what? That's what gets us into trouble. It's like. When you start seeing someone or you meet them a certain way and you're like, but, and it's like, there's a lot of problems or a lot of red flags you're not seeing, but you're like, yeah. but we met in this way and we fell in love in this way. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, those are chemicals. Those are chemicals yeah. and those are lies. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And you yeah. get addicted to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You got to get rid of the butts. Yeah. got to get rid of the butts. Oh, what did you guys think of the fucked up face? The this looks like a because it, cl- it opens the movie and it closes it. And I can oh. I could never figure out the meaning of it. I still don't know the meaning of it, but I feel like it has to symbolize something, and I don't know what. Wait, I'm not think- what, what fucked up face where he goes. He does that thing where he like looks at the road in Idaho and he goes, "It looks up, looks like a face, like a fucked up face." Oh, does he do it at the end? Because yeah, as he does it in the beginning, and then at the very end, he's back on that road, and he does the same thing, and then he falls over, and um, someone comes and robs him, and then someone comes. <laughs> I know, and then and then how it ends. Yeah, and it's actually it's actually a really great shot because it's all in like a wide shot. Yes. And I would say no you know inserts, what? though. No, no inserts. I'm okay with that. And you know what? Okay we, we didn't need it. We didn't need we it. We didn't need it. Okay, we didn't right. need the insert there. Um, 
But then, like, then you see another car pull up and he rescues him. He, like, carries him in yeah. <laughs> He really is a damsel. He is such a damsel in distress. He's damsel such a damsel in distress. Uh, I know. I really, after that, I, I always, every time I do watch this movie, I am always so concerned about his character. I am always like, me too. are I'm you so okay? I know. I'm like, what happened? after that like did you did you get to safety like were you I don't think he was murdered if I had to say what happens to his character I don't even know because it does make me sad because I do feel like I mean at some point he has to get like some really really deep therapy yeah if he lives to make 30 you know that kind of life Mm -hmm. like he's just going everywhere passing out everywhere too and being rolled under trees and picked up by strangers i know i worry about him it doesn't end well i bet i worry about him because i feel like he represents so many um kids that struggle with that to be honest and like at that point and even at this point and i feel like at that point it was probably so much harder because um i don't feel like i think like homosexuality and being gay and queer culture is more in our vernacular these days. Whereas yeah. in the nineties, it was still very yeah, quiet and yeah. Yeah. So I just wonder, I mean, there's like a lot of a uh, lot less shame now in the narratives. Yeah. Kids now I think have it a lot easier, like queer kids now. Cause the, as a whole, like the culture is more, accepting and understanding and and celebrating it versus the narratives that were out there before i was reading too that this was like a big mark this movie marked um like queer cinema being taken seriously because it had been largely seen kind of almost pornographically before and so this was like changed the wave yeah because it's the first time that i mean like that going back to the fireplace scene it was it was the first time that I, I think I remember watching two men, a man confess uh, his love for another man in that such a real way, like so real and intimate and so personal and so beautiful. So this is the line. This is what he says. At the, I think this is the very beginning of the movie. He says, River Phoenix's character says, um, you can always tell where you are by the way the road looks. Like, I just know that I've been to this place before. I just know that I've been stuck here like this one fucking time before. There ain't no road on earth that looks like this road. I mean, exactly like this road. One of a kind. Like someone's face, like a fucked up face. Once you see it, even for a second, you remember it and you better not forget it. You got to remember people and who they are, right? Friends and enemies. You got to remember the road and where it is too. And then he talks about his narcolepsy. And how his narcolepsy it skips ahead and he goes, um, sometimes I'll be in one place and I'll close my eyes. When I open them again, I'll be in a completely different surrounding. It's kind of like time travel. It's kind of good past the time unwanted as it is. That is fucking beautiful. There is something Shakespearean about it. Yeah. But I guess he kind of tells us what the face is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's. His journey. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys take from that? I feel like that's unwanted time. Wow. 
I almost think that that face is like the one constant, like that road is like a one constant in his life and the a face that he remembers, like he can always go to that road. And I think that speaks to his abandonment, but it's also like quite an opening to what this movie is about. You have to remember your friends and your enemies and keep them close. And like, there's that Shakespearean undertone. Yeah. And yeah. then he also he says, yeah. he says, I, I think I sometimes think I can just be stuck here forever. And I think that it's funny because I think there's an underlying element of he could just be stuck in his mind forever because he's constantly in this loop of mm-hmm. being abandoned and being rescued, falling over. Like he's constantly being abandoned, even though it happened when he was a child, mm-hmm. he's constantly remembering it. And when he does, or if anything reminds him of the abandonment, he falls asleep mm-hmm. and he's like constantly recreating this. And then he gets rescued and, you know, um, but he gets also abandoned. Yeah, and then he gets so abandoned. He's constantly abandoned. He's like, really good trauma therapy. Everyone just leaves it. Okay, I this agree. is what I want for his character. I want his character to, like, a few years down the road, he ends up maybe somewhere, like, in the West Coast, a little bit southern West Coast. And I don't want to say L.A. because I really don't want him to be in L.A. Um, <laughs> San Diego. Let's say San Diego. San Diego. He gets to San Diego. He gets to San Diego. <laughs> and he gets into maybe a spiritual practice. Maybe he starts right. journaling. You know, he's living near the beach. Maybe mm-hmm. he takes up surfing. Surfing for sure. He falls asleep a few times. You know, he can't help yeah. it. Um, maybe he works through his trauma. And he starts mm-hmm. working with the shaman in the desert. And, and he meets a really hot surfer. Guy. Yeah. And it's not it's Keanu like, Reeves, even yeah, though Keanu no, Reeves was a surfer in a movie. Equally as hot equally as hot. Yeah, and they're equal. They're both equal. And they fall in love. And, like, they really learn a lot about Johnny Depp. Because we're talking, like, 90s. It's like Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah. A 90s Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Not the, yeah. not the abusive. Not, not the not abusive. The, no. Yeah. And... Yeah. Then, yeah, then they fall in love and learn about love and then, but they don't stay together because, you know, he still has some growing to do. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they touch base once in a while and caress each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah they touch base. They're friends. And then he's working. And then he works maybe at- he, like, you know, interacts with, like, uh, QAnon members. But then he, like, decides, no, that's not for him. And then he's, like. <laughs> yeah, he definitely decides that's not for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's not for him. And he makes a smart decision. Mm-hmm. He gets vaccinated. Um- <laughs> he gets vaccinated. He gets fully vaccinated. I also love that he would, like, start working. Black Lives Matter. They start working at, like, a Smoothie. He start working like a smoothie place or like a cafe, and then you he- know what? He falls in love with an Indian man. <laughs> yes, I love this for him. Yes, yes, yeah, I love this great. for him. I love this for him, and he never yeah. has to go back to that road again. Never, because they don't have roads in India. Just my road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's moving now. He's in India. So he's in India. He got back saying he went to he India. Got the plane part, yeah. He took a plane. <laughs> he got on the plane, but on, on his own, and then someone ran after him. And <laughs> now, now they're in India. They're in India. Now they're in India. Yeah. Yeah, and he definitely like took up yoga. I think he took up. And yoga. they like adopt a child together <gasps> and are very happy. Yes, yeah, he's like a really good. He's the mother he never had. Oh, oh my god! And then he parents a child. Uh, and... uh, 
Yeah. And he reads, he he opens the paper one day and he sees Mm. that, he sees that Scott has um, murdered murder in the city, the city of Portland is on trial. And that's how the movie closes. That's how the scene Yes. (laughs) Yes. This is fantastic. Well, let's write a letter to Gus. Um. I'll get on it. Dear Gus, have you thought about a sequel? If not, I have some ideas. My own private India. That would be fun. My own private India. Great. My own private India. The indignation. Yes. yes. My own private India. That's brilliant. Oh, man. Oh, uh, well, this was great. I this think that... I think that we've proven that my own private Idaho is a, a indie, very <laughs> indie, deep underground rom Yes, I think so. I think our stands. I think so. Underground's the right word. I think it's like what a real rom com should be. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, driving around town like on Keanu Reeves' motorcycle, like clutching him. Yeah. I mean, come, oh, on. come on, beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah. And we've all had that. We've all had that relationship oh. or that guy that we've crushed on at some oh. point who's just yes. like, you know, going to break our heart. I know. Yeah. Is gay. Yeah. Yeah. Or absolutely. Not. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is really great. Yeah. This was a really yeah. good, good deep dive into this movie. Yeah. yeah. Into so I'm many glad things. we talked about it. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me, gonna work till I am dead. Nothing's gonna stop me. Oh wait, I fell in love instead.